0: What is up guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 268 of Strong the Iron Will Way, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. I want to talk about something today that is uh, kind of a bad word in the success greatness space, the goal setting space, and that is something we call realistic goals. Now, realistic goals... Uh, is a bad word because the nature of a goal is that it should be a stretch, right? It should be something somewhat out of reach, something that we aspire to, not something that's easily attained, um, something we're already on track to accomplish, kind of doesn't make it a goal, right? So there's this kind of gray area where we want to set goals that are Uh, achievable, for lack of a better word, and not absolutely absurd, Um, yet we also don't want to make them too easy, because that's the whole point, is something that's um, not easy and a challenge and puts us in a different place or space of accomplishment. So let me give you some context and tell you why I want to talk about this, because not doing this, okay, setting, setting goals incorrectly or in an unrealistic way, um, it's, not, it's not to diminish your uh, aspirations, but it's to keep you on track because if you have a goal that's set that makes no sense at all, um, it won't be long before you realize this is not happening. And then you'll completely lose your mojo and you won't even pursue it at all, right? So there's an expression where they say, you know, shoot for the shoot for the stars, and even if you miss, you'll reach the moon or some shit. Um, but the reality is, if we set our goal at something that makes no sense, when we figure out that it's not happening, we're not going to end up at this higher level anyway. We're probably going to give up. So it's important to have some factual information along with your goal setting and some realism. Okay, so let me give you an example of this because I know this is very vague. Um, I'll, I'll use myself for an example. So let's say um, I've decided, as many of you know, in my from about age 20 to 30, uh, I competed as a competitive bodybuilder. Um, so I have a lot of experience in that in that world and somewhere in my late thirties uh, i I was not as into working out as I was then i was I was staying fit and stuff like that but I wasn't training like I was as as a bodybuilder uh, or not even like I am now um, but during that time I remember thinking hey if I ever get back into it, it'd probably be cool to compete again as in older guy, right? Like in a, an older division, like the master's division, 40 and over, 50 and over. That'd be kind of cool, depending on what my life is like by them. So now here we are, I'm 51 years old. So let's say I decide, hey, I want to get back into bodybuilding shape and compete in a bodybuilding contest. And that's my, that's my goal. Well, let's let's look at some factual information here. Number one, I have competed as a bodybuilder before. So I have some familiarity with what it takes. I'm aware of the, the amount of work it'll be. And I know that I can do it. I've, I've, I've done it before. Granted, I'm an older version. I, don't ha- I would not have expectations of beating the 29-year-old version of me. But I am aware that I could do, I could probably get into that kind of shape now. Um, I'm not that that far out of shape, meaning I've been working out I've been lifting, I still have some muscle mass left, so if I went into bodybuilder training mode, I could probably put on some more muscle mass and probably pull it off. I can look at people who are competing at a local level at fifty years old and gauge could i could i could I do that in a way that I'd feel competitive and comfortable yes um, so there's there's reasons for me to believe this wouldn't be. A crazy idea. This is probably a realistic goal. I could totally do this, but let's look at two things here. Number one, what if I were to say my goal is to win the 50 and over Mr. Olympia contest next year? Okay, well, that now we might be pushing it, right? This is now a situation where I'm not currently competed. I haven't competed in 20 years. I have nowhere near the muscle mass or definition that these guys have. That, that's, that's not going to happen, okay? I need to set a goal. Maybe, maybe I could say, and now again, guys, I'm, I'm making this stuff up. I, haven't, I don't even know what a 50-year-old master's competitor looks like at this point in bodybuilding. Just give me some room here. Maybe I say, hey, I'm 51. At 55, I want to be at the national level. Again, four master's athletes. Okay, that gives me four or five years of serious training to get back to that level. Okay, which as an amateur at my age, that's the level I was at. So, okay, maybe that actually makes sense. If I really do well at the local level and I really get back into it and I commit fully to it, could I pull off the national level? I'm not saying I'm going to be the best in the world. Could I be at that stage, that level in five years? Possibly. Okay, I would, I would sign off on that being Okay. But, but not to sign off on winning the Masters Mr. Olympia next year or even in five years, right? right? So it's about being at that level, not necessarily winning it. Now, if I got to that level in five years and I got feedback on the way up that I was doing well and I was winning everything and I was in the top three and I was getting feedback from other people saying, hey, man, a couple more years, you can do this at that level. OK, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep adjusting and tweaking that big goal. Okay, now let's let's throw reality into this mix, though, because this is the point of the podcast. If I were to decide to do that, okay, I'm, I'm going to decide today that I want to compete one year from today in bodybuilding, in masters, at the state level. I would have to now go from, so let's say realistically now, guys... On a fantastic week of training, I'll lift four times in a week. Uh, My workouts have been fairly abbreviated for the past, probably since COVID, um, and my kids being at home, the business being uh, changed around a little bit, working on a lot of other projects, and again, trying to help out my wife here at home and with just managing life and the kids. My workouts have taken a bit of a backseat to life. So let's say I'm working out for one hour, probably, four times a week on a great week, two times a week on a not so great week. So I'm I'm gonna average two or three, somewhere between two and four workouts a week for an hour. That's it, okay? Well, as a bodybuilder, that's not gonna cut it. I'm gonna need to be doing probably four or five, six days a week of training probably at least an hour and a half per workout so i'm going to add i'm going to be easily doubling my time spent working out and i'm going to have to do some cardiovascular conditioning to lose fat uh especially as a bodybuilder add another four to five hours per week in there um realistically i don't have cardio equipment at iron legion it's all weights i would have to join another gym to do my cardio or by piece of home equipment. That's going to add some expense. Uh, More importantly, it's going to add time. If I join another gym, I'm going to have to go there on my workout days or different days. That's going to take another 20 minutes to and from. And so add another, add, you know, an hour or two per day to my lifting schedule. Even that alone, is it realistic for me to add that to my schedule right now? Why, why would I believe that I can all of a sudden start putting that many hours in the gym if I'm not doing that now? Am I ready to sacrifice my family time? Am I ready to sit down with my wife and say, Hey, I'm not going to be around for eight more hours per week to help you with the kids, to help with homeschooling, to do things around the home. Am I ready to put my business on the back burner and all these special projects I'm working on because I'm going to train for this bodybuilding contest. Now, Let's talk about eating, because that was only the lifting part. As any of you guys know, with preparing for bodybuilding and powerlifting and all this stuff, eating is a huge component. Um, admittedly now, I do not spend nearly enough time or energy on my eating to be massively successful. Um, I don't eat often enough for maximum results. I don't eat the right kind of stuff for maximum results. So if I'm eating three to four times a day now, some sometimes two, sometimes four, uh, none of which are acceptable for a bodybuilding program. Okay, if I'm trying to maximize even just my powerlifting training or my regular lifting, I should be eating six times a day, five times a day. I should be drinking a whole lot more water. I should be eating a whole lot more protein. I should be eating a lot cleaner and a lot less crap. So as a bodybuilder, I would have to dramatically change my diet? Well, am I mentally prepared to do that? Am I, again, able to commit the time that it would take to do that? Um, so the answer to all those questions is no. No, I'm not ready to do that, the time the to spend that time with food, because all my other things are priorities that I mentioned before, family, the business, my kids. I'm not ready to commit more time to training, okay? So it's not that my body is unable to do the things, but I'm, I'm, but I'm unable to commit the necessary time and energy and effort into achieving the goal. Okay. This is where people get thrown off. And then they start to doubt themselves. Okay. Because they're not seeing the results that someone else who can commit that amount of time to. For example... Let's say I decide to do the contest, but I can't train five times a week, so I'm going to continue to train three. I can't train for an hour and a half. I'm going to continue to train for a one. I can't eat six times a day and eat clean, but I'm going to continue to eat two or three times a day and eat so-so. Well, six months in, I'm not going to be having nearly the results that I had hoped, and I'm not going to end up competing only at a lower level. I'm going to end up giving up. Might forget about national level in four years. I'm not even going to make it to next year state level and really forget about Mr. Olympia level in in eight years, right? Because I'm not even close to achieving success at any level. Better would be to realistically say, hey, I can't commit to that right now because that's that's out of my scope. What I'm going to commit to is, I want to accomplish this by this time. And more important than what the actual goal is, I'm going to change the behaviors, right? So let's, let's again, let's stick with this. Let's say that is ultimately what I want to do. Instead of planning to compete next year, I'm going to say this. So instead of a, I'm not going to change, I'm not going to pick an achievement goal. I'm going to pick a behaviors goal. So I'm going to say, hey, laying this out, I just realized I'm not you know, setting enough time aside to eat or train to really be where I want to be. So let me start with that. For the next three months, my goal is going to be to eat a minimum of four times a day, preferably five or six every single day. My goal for the next three months is going to be to get four workouts, four workouts in a week, no matter what, okay, of at least one hour. Let me see... If I can adjust my – where, let me look at my schedule and see where I'm wasting time. How many hours am I spending on Instagram or Facebook or doing bullshit that could be more productive? Where can I be more effective and more efficient? And can I squeeze out an extra 20 minutes, 30 minutes at the gym to, to work out? Can I squeeze in some cardio? Maybe I can get up earlier or be more efficient with my morning routine. Maybe I can pick up a treadmill or a stationary bike to have here at the house. And I could do that before everybody's awake. I could do it 30 minutes before I normally get up. And I wouldn't have any con- negative consequences on my family life and my business. Maybe I can try that. Right? So I'm setting goals that make sense. And I can start with those. Okay? Because I see people who train two hours a week and they're barely getting the two hours in because they're maybe late to the session, maybe have to dip out a little early. So they're getting two hours of training time a week, okay? But they're looking at people who train pretty much full time, you know, whether it's coaches or athletes who train an hour and a half, two hours at a clip for four or five times a week, who dedicate their entire day to eating properly and taking supplements and supporting their training. And a person who's training two times a week and eating like a normal person and not committing any mental or emotional resources to their training, and they're comparing their results with that person who's doing four or five times a week, two hours a day, eating perfectly. And they're getting discouraged that they're not seeing the same results as X person is. Well, that's the problem, is you're not comparing apples to you're. you're you're not comparing apples to apples here, okay? There is no possible way to be achieving that. So there's nothing wrong with you or that person who's not achieving the results. It's not, it's not you, it's you're not operating the same way as the person is who's seeing those results. So I think it's massively important to understand the circumstances and the situation around your life, your lifestyle, and your goals, and then set the goals accordingly so that they are within this, the realm of possibility, okay? So again, we wanna be cautious with the word realistic, but we wanna have them be in the realm of possibility so that you stay motivated and that you actually can achieve them, and then we level up each time as we go forward. I hope that makes sense, guys. Any questions or comments, Hit me up. You can uh, find me, Scott, at Iron Legion Strength Company, uh, The Father Gains on Instagram, and I'm also Not Born This Way brand on Instagram as well, and ironlegionstrengthco.com. See ya.